I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for First Sunday after Christmas Day, part of our series of podcast homilies for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an arrangement of It Came Upon the Midnight Clear, performed by Electron Planet. The arrangement, used under license, is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Christmas, The Nativity of Our Lord. Listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series Christmas, The Nativity of Our Lord, presented in two episodes, each linked from the digital library page with the podcast version linked from the podcast archive page. The series offers historical background and discussion of the evolution of the tradition of Christmas on December 25th, Anglican Traditions of Christmas, the Collect Epistle and Gospel Text in the American 1928 Book of Common Prayer, and discussion of 14 hymns in the St. Chrysostom Hymnal, which are not available in the venerable 1940 Hymnal, or which are set to a different tune. Today's theme is Emmanuel. In the Anglican tradition, I have spelled it with an E and not the I, favored by most other denominations. The literal meaning of Emmanuel in Hebrew is God with us. The verb to be is is implied. A fundamental belief of the Christian faith is that the incarnation of the only begotten Son of God in the birth of Jesus of Nazareth on Christmas Day is a fulfillment of the virgin birth prophecy in Isaiah 7 verse 14. In the video presentations, including Christmas the Nativity of Our Lord, I use the mosaic of Isaiah's prophecy at the Neil Moni Monastery built on the Greek island of Chios in the 11th century, in which Isaiah, holding a scroll with the prophecy, points to his left toward an image of the Blessed Virgin Mary who is visible in the adjacent panel. St. Joseph expresses his doubts upon hearing the news of Mary's pregnancy. In Matthew 1, 19b, St. Matthew calls him a, quote, just man and emphasizes Joseph's compassion noting that he did not want, quote, to make her a public example, which could have resulted in her being stoned to death. His initial thought was to, quote, put her away secretly, unquote. It was then that Joseph was visited by an angel of the Lord, who said in verses 20b to 23, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Just as Mary was obedient to the message of the Archangel Gabriel in the Annunciation, Joseph was obedient to the will of God. 
These two members of the Holy Family became prime examples of the theological virtue of obedience to the will of God and also demonstrate by their example the true meaning of family, both subjects discussed in our seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas. Christians believe that in the celebration of the Nativity of our Lord or the Incarnation, we accept that the unseen, invisible God of the Old Testament was manifested to us in the person of his only begotten Son, the man-slash-child, Jesus of Nazareth. At the Third Ecumenical Council, which met at Ephesus in 431 A.D., the Church Universal declared that Mary is entitled to the honor of the name Theotokos, or God-bearer, more commonly translated in the Western Church as Mother of God. The Fourth Ecumenical Council, which met at Chalcedon in 451 A.D., declared that Christians must believe that Jesus was both fully divine and fully human, without reduction in either, and was possessed of a human soul. In his Christmas Day homily around 450 A.D., Pope Leo the Great, Bishop of Rome, wrote that by the, quote, unsearchable power of God, unquote, mankind witnessed the coming of God's light in our darkness and the person of Jesus, who came, quote, to take away the sting of death and to bring the bright promise of joy eternal, unquote. The coming of the light was the theme of my podcast homily for First Sunday in Advent. In the Nicene Creed, Christians declare belief that Jesus is God of God, light of light. As Christians, we believe that this light is still with us, which is the meaning of Emmanuel, or God with us. Two classic hymns based on these doctrines, one in the Western Church tradition and one in the Eastern, are hymn number 818 in the St. Chrysostom hymnal, O Everlasting Light, written around 1845 A.D. by Horatius Bonar and arranged to the tune Dia Demata, which includes this in the first half of the first verse. O Everlasting Light, shine graciously from within. Brightest of all on earth that's bright, come shine away my sin. From a 3rd century Greek Orthodox evening hymn came hymn number 176 in both the 1940 hymnal and the St. Chrysostom hymnal, O Gladsome Light, using an 1899 A.D. translation by Robert Bridges, arranged to the tune Nunc Debitus. Here is the first half of the first verse. O gladsome light, O grace of God, the Father's face, the eternal splendor wearing, celestial, holy, blessed, our Savior Jesus Christ, joyful in thine appearing. It is this joy in his appearance to mankind, which is the theme of the AIC seasonal video series, 12 Days of Christmas, in the episode for the sixth day of Christmas, December 30th. Another term from Pope Leo's homily is, quote, partakers, unquote, of the divine. The same phrase was used by St. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and by St. Peter in 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Pope Leo believed, as traditional Christians still do, that by the incarnation and by the acceptance of Christ as the only begotten Son and Savior, 
and by Jesus' propitiatory death upon the cross as payment of ransom for our sins, we are set free so that we, being, as he put it, a new creature and a new workmanship, unquote, by which he means being freed of the sin of Adam and Eve. In this way, we may have opportunity to, quote, partake of his divine nature. This idea of humans partaking of Christ's divine nature has its roots in the writings of St. Athanasius, Bishop of Alexandria in the 4th century, and who was present at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. It means that we have both an opportunity and an obligation to become more like our Creator. In the Eastern Church, the process of becoming more like God is called theosis, or deification. Charles Wesley, in the Methodist tradition, called it the doctrine of human perfection. It should be understood that while we cannot ever actually attain the divine, we can seek it through our lives with the goal of becoming more like our Savior by allowing the teachings of the Master into our hearts, allowing it, as St. Paul said in Ephesians 1.18, to, quote, open the eyes of our understanding, unquote. For those for whom the doctrine of theosis or deification is not familiar, let me put it in layman's language. By practicing theosis or deification, you need not die to live in God's kingdom if by your own conscious choice and by God's grace you emulate his life in the here and now. Conversely, the doctrine means that by your conduct, by your choice of daily life, you do not have to die to live in Hades. You can make your own Hades right here. Practicing the Athanasian slash Wesleyan doctrine, that is, by internalizing the beliefs of the church, by letting them guide your daily conduct, you move closer to finding the true meaning of Emmanuel, or God with us. In Pope Leo's 4th century homily, he wisely warned that we must not let ourselves drift back into our former life through, quote, baseness of living, unquote. This means that the burden falls upon us to learn and to apply what we have learned and show it, or in the language of the church at the Feast of Epiphany, to let it shine forth from the Greek epiphania each day. Put another way, we can know what we have to do. The ever-present challenge is to actually do it. Other AIC resources available in video, podcast, and print media formats on topics discussed in this podcast homily are from the AIC Bible Study Video Series New Testament Gospels, The Virgin Birth Prophecy in the Gospel of Matthew is discussed in Episode 3. The episode is linked from the Bible Study New Testament page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord, a Christian education video series in two episodes, includes discussion and many illustrations of St. Luke's account in Episode 2, which also includes discussion of the 14 hymns and carols for Christmas in the St. Chrysostom hymnal, which are not included in the venerable 1940 hymnal, or which are arranged to more easily sung tunes.
Advent, a season of penitence and preparation. A seasonal video series in two episodes is focused on four key theme words or phrases, one for each of the four Sundays in Advent. Grado Antiphons, a seasonal video series presented in seven episodes in commemoration of each of the last seven days of Advent season, ending on Christmas Eve with O Emmanuel, all based upon the Latin hymn from the 12th century, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The Nicene Creed, a Christian education video series in eight episodes with special focus on references to Jesus in episodes 4, 5, and 6. You will find commentary on changes to the original Nicene Creed made at Constantinople in 381 AD in episode 7. Finally, in the video series, The Lives of the Saints, from the first series, John is the focus of episode 4. From the second series of Other Saints, Leo the Great is the focus of episode 29. From the AIC Bookstore presentations, the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, Matthew's account of the first angelic announcement to Joseph concerning the birth of Jesus Christ is discussed and illustrated in chapter 1. In layman's lexicon, see the entries for angels slash archangels, creed, grace, Hades slash hell. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, you'll find both hymns mentioned earlier in this podcast as well as many other traditional hymns and carols not found in the 1940 hymnal. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The closing prayer for first Sunday after Christmas Day is from the Anglican Breviary for Christmas season. All honor, laud, and glory be, O Jesu, virgin born to thee, whom with the Father we adore, and Holy Ghost forevermore. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.